Welcome to Buy the Books, the podcast helping business owners navigate the complex world of business, tax, and bookkeeping. Now, to the owner and president of Secline, Lindsay Klein. Thanks for joining us, everyone. This is Lindsay Klein with Secline, honest, accurate bookkeeping performed on time, and your host of Buy the Books. I'm here today again with Chris Gross of Freedom Nation Productions. Thanks for joining me again today. Happy to be here, Lindsay. Thanks for having me. So have you ever started your own business? I haven't. No. No? Nope, I haven't. So I wanted to do a podcast episode just for people that are either thinking about starting a business or maybe they already have and they're in that startup small business phase where they can't yet afford a bookkeeper. Mm, Okay. And just talk about what you should do if you can't afford a bookkeeper. And there's a lot of people in this scenario. I talked to quite a few of them who, and I understand because bookkeeping services are typically maybe 300 to $800 a month, depending on what the situation is. Yeah. And not everyone can afford that. Mm, Sometimes yeah. you're too small for that. So what do you do? I've got a three-step plan. Oh, you do? Yes. Oh, I want to hear that. So your first step is you call Lindsay and you see <laughs> how much her services are. There's step one. Step two, save up until you have that amount. And then step three, you call Lindsay back and you... <laughs> So what do you do in the meantime, though? See, that I don't know. That I don't know the answer to. While you're saving the money, what do you do? Do you just ignore it? No. I mean, you obviously have to be cognizant of your your documents, your expenses, all of that stuff. Um, You would think it would be obvious. (laughs) But to many people... And if if you've listened to or watched this podcast before after some of the conversations that we've had, it seems like there are plenty of people who don't think that through like they should. And a lot of times it's situations where maybe somebody didn't intend to even go into business themselves, right? They just started doing something on the side and it became bigger than maybe they thought it would. Yeah. And then they've kind of got this thing on their hands that they don't know what to do with Mm, in terms of bookkeeping. And that happens quite often. And a lot of times, you know, whatever it is that that person does, personal training, pet sitting, whatever it is, oftentimes has nothing to do with accounting or bookkeeping and they don't know how to do it. So I want to give some advice and speak to those people. So number one tip, if you're starting a business or already have, Keep your business and personal transactions mm. separate. This is the most important number one piece of advice I can give you. And I don't care if you're just have a side hustle or if you actually have employees and the whole operation, keep it all separate. Have personal banks and credit cards that your personal expenses come out of and your personal income goes into. Have business banks and credit cards for your business expenses and income and keep them very, very separate. And there's a lot of reasons for that. Number one, when you do get a bookkeeper or if you have a tax preparer, (laughs) they will thank you. (laughs) And I will tell you in the accounting professional world that I'm in, I talk to a lot of CPAs and a lot of other bookkeepers. That is definitely By and large, what I hear across the board is the number one pet peeve people talk about is when it's all commingled. But even for the sake of liability issues, 
Mm, yeah. Especially if you have gone and gotten an LLC set up or a corporation set up. The reason for doing that mainly is to limit your liability personally. So why would you want to negate that by commingling your personal stuff and thus subjecting those personal items, your personal assets, to the liability again? It defeats the whole purpose of getting a corporation or a limited liability company. Yeah. So in some of the scenarios you mentioned where somebody may be just doing something on the side that they didn't really consider was a business, you know, like you mentioned, maybe they're, they're watching dogs or they started selling, you know, something that they make out of their garage. I, I don't think they're thinking at first that they need to keep their expenses separate, right? right. So this, this seems like it would be a pretty, a pretty common problem you would have. Yes. And there are places all over, banks all over that now offer free business checking. And even if you don't have a company name, even if you're just doing business as your own name, go get a business bank account, a free one somewhere. Even You can even sign up for them online these days. You don't even have to go to the bank. Open one up as a sole proprietor if that's what you have and your own name if you want. You don't even have to have a DBA and keep it all separate. Even if it is just, hey, I'm watching some dogs a few times a month. Put that income into that business checking account and any expenses that you have doing that job, pay them out of that account or a business credit card you set up. Keep it very, very separate. And when it does come to be tax time, it will be so much easier for you and whoever's preparing your taxes, if it's somebody different, to recognize what expenses and what income was accrued for that business. And I'll say this too, if you get a lot of cash, let's say people pay you cash for your services, run that through the bank account. Mm. I run into people that use the cash to pay their business expenses, but there's no track, there's no paper trail for any of that income or those expenses. And obviously you can get into trouble with the IRS for not reporting the income. Mm. And you can't deduct those expenses if you have no paper trail. So I always suggest when you have cash, go ahead and deposit it into your business bank account and pay the expenses from your business accounts. So there's a paper trail for everything, income and expenses. So that when you come to Lindsay, you can say, I got the receipts, right? (laughs) Well, that's another thing, documents. Yeah. Because even if you run it through the business bank account, you still need to have documents to prove because there's multiple agencies and organizations that can audit you for various reasons. Obviously, most people know about the IRS, that the IRS can audit you, but you can also get audited by state agencies, local agencies, the county. Lots of different entities can audit you for various reasons. Do not throw receipts away. (laughs) Even if you just put them in a shoebox, keep them because in the event that you're audited, You may need those. So that's my second tip. Keep your documentation. Keep it. When someone says, do you need the receipt? If it's a business expense, you say yes. Yes. And you take that receipt. I don't care what you do with it. Keep it somewhere. But you can take a picture of it. Put it on your your Google Drive. Scan it into your accounting software. Or put it in a shoebox. Whatever you do, just keep it so that in the event that you are audited, you have it when you need it. So that is important. 
Um, and on the documentation topic, track your mileage. There's lots of yes. apps that will do that for you now. You can download a smartphone app that will track all your trips and you just select whether it's a business or personal trip and it will calculate all your mileage for the year. Um, plenty, of, plenty of ways to do that now. Keep a calendar with notes because if you are ever audited, let's say in regards to your mileage, if that were to be questioned, your meals, if your meal expenses were ever to be questioned, have a calendar with notes about who you met with, where you went, keep it on that calendar so that if you're audited, you can present that and show them that you keep good records. This is just protection for yourself if anyone were to audit you. Yeah. Um, if you are getting to the point where you need to hire someone, this is one case where I would say do not cut corners. Hire a payroll company. There is so much liability that comes with payroll. And when it's not done properly, it can be so costly. And there are so many payroll companies out there now. I mean, you really can't throw a stone and not hit one. They're everywhere and they're very competitive. You can really get a payroll company to handle all your payroll and even your 1099 contractors at a very reasonable rate. It's not worth the liability. Yeah. I had a new client recently tell me that he had set up QuickBooks so that he could pay himself and he was going to try to do it all himself. So I started asking questions just to make sure he was aware of all the things he needed to do. And he kind of gave me a blank stare and said, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so I advised him. I said, listen, for not much money, you can get a payroll company to handle all the taxes because there yeah. are obviously federal taxes involved. There may be state income taxes involved. You have the unemployment taxes, both federal and state. You may even have county or local municipal taxes involved. So it's just not worth the liability to try to do it yourself, especially if you have no experience at it. And even though there are obviously payroll softwares out there that try to and, and yeah, you know, yeah. a lot of times they do make it easy for you, but still you've got to take on the responsibility of paying all these individual government entities for the taxes that you're responsible for mm -hmm. and making sure it's right. So for the little amount of money that these payroll companies charge, put the liability on them. Yes. Let <laughs> them take the responsibility for it. So this is one case where I would say it's important to, to, to make sure it's being done right and that you're not trying to take that upon yourself that seems send the money yeah that seems like uh what i was about to say once you get to that point that seems like money well spent yes absolutely and let's talk about entities for a second a lot of people operate as a sole proprietor which you certainly can do i mean basically if you decide you're in business whether it's a side hustle or a full-time thing you really don't have to do anything to be a business you just start doing it <laughs> yeah. and by default, then you're taxed as a sole proprietor. So it's going to be on your personal tax return. And a lot of people run those sole proprietorships through their personal checking account, personal bank account, personal credit cards, etc. There's nothing inherently wrong with doing that, but it is going to make it very difficult to weed through what is personal and what is business. Yeah. 
And if you're audited, I mean, I don't know about you, but I don't want to give the IRS or any entity that's auditing me any reason to look at anything they don't have to be looking at. Absolutely. (laughs) Keep them as far away from me as possible. Yes. So I want to talk about the entities in a little bit more detail, but I think that actually could be another episode in and of itself where we dive a little bit more into how you can structure your company and how each entity type is taxed and kind of expand upon that tax topic a little bit more because that in and of itself, obviously that's where people get in trouble is with the tax liabilities that they're either not aware of yeah, or just either hire the wrong professional to help them. You know, obviously knowledge is power. So the more I can equip business owners to understand how different entities are taxed, what they need to be mindful of and cognizant, 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 then the better equipped they'll be. So I kind of want to just make that, I think its own episode. Okay. Expand on that and drill down on that a little bit more. Yeah, that sounds good. Um, So one thing I'm thinking here through our conversation is you can, when especially when we're talking about uh, hiring a payroll service, eventually you're going to work, work your way up to having a bookkeeper. It, it seems like, and correct me if I'm wrong, but you're going to be you're going to be paying money somewhere. You can pay it on the front end to have these services and make sure everything's right, or you can do it yourself. It's a free country. You can do what you want. <laughs> but then the IRS comes knocking and you're going to have to pay the IRS. Or if things are bad enough, you're going to have to pay some kind of IRS help service or hire somebody to help you deal with the the people who have come after you for the mistakes that you made. Yeah. So it almost seems like it's not like, hey, I'm going to spend this money up front versus I'm not going to have to pay anything. It it almost seems like to me the smart thing to do would be to say, I'm going to be I'm going to be proactive. I'm going to make sure that I've got my expenses, my documents, all of that taken care of, and I'm going to pay probably less up front right now than versus having problems from the IRS when they come back to you two years later and you've got penalties on top of that. Oh yeah, there's no question doing it right the first time is going to cost less. And being aware of what you need to know about taxes to make sure it's done correctly. That doesn't necessarily mean you have to hire a bookkeeper. I understand there are people in situations they cannot afford it. They're a startup. They're not, you know, they haven't grown up to the point where they can hire someone necessarily to take care of that. So that's why I wanted to have this, this episode because I know that there are many people in that scenario I'm a small business. I mean, I have a bookkeeping company, so clearly I understand how to take care of that aspect, but there's plenty parts of my business that are not in my wheelhouse. Yeah. Marketing, for example. I the online marketing scene is not my forte <laughs> at all. And I have considered hiring someone for that. Sure, but yeah. I don't feel as though I'm at the point right now where I can justify the cost of it. 
But then I'm sure a marketing person would tell me, well, you can't afford not to, right? Yeah, because yeah. if you do this right out the forefront, you know, <laughs> it's going to pay off. And I'm sure they would tell me that. Right. Um, but I understand that dilemma of going, okay, I have this much expendable income for all of these various parts sure. of my operations. Yep. Can yep. I justify that? And I understand where people can't yet justify the cost of hiring a bookkeeper and still need to do it themselves. Just like I'm trying to do my own online marketing. Yeah. <laughs> so I understand it. Right. Right. So that's where if you're trying to do it yourself, there's nothing wrong with that, but make sure you're keeping those things separate and yeah. well documented. Yeah. Really? If you keep it separated and well documented, those are the two biggest things that you can do to make sure you stay out of trouble. Now, when it comes to taxes, a lot of people are still do their own taxes when it's a side hustle or, you know, got yeah. turbo tax or whatever. I completely understand that as well. You're going to also save yourself time if you're doing your own taxes. If you've well had it well yeah. documented and completely separated, you're going to save yourself time if you're doing your own taxes. Um, so that's really the two biggest things. If I could fit all of this stuff. In two boxes, keep it separated and well-documented. That will go so far. If you are ever audited, if you ever have to do your taxes, whatever, or anyone else doing your taxes, that will go so far into yeah. helping you keep out of trouble and keeping everything on the up and up. And so that's really it. Now, I'm going to, like I said, drill down a little bit on the tax side of things to give people a better awareness of how that works and what they need to save up for taxes. Yes. Because that's one thing as a business owner, if you're just getting started as a business owner, you may not think about. If you're used to being a W-2 employee and having your taxes taken out of your paycheck and you really don't have to think about it until tax time, that changes when you become a business owner. Mm -hmm. So I want to talk about that. Yeah. So we'll do that in the next episode. So make sure you come back for that. Yes. You don't want to miss that. You don't want to miss that episode. That's right. Thanks for joining me today. Thanks for, ha it. thanks for having me, Lindsay. I'm, I'm going to say this again, and I, I feel like I say it all the time, but um, I, I truly learn from you every Aww. episode. I do, I do learn a lot, and uh, I've told the story before, but when, when Lindsay asked me to, to come on and host with her, I said, I'm happy to do it, but outside of what I learned in accounting my junior year of high school, I'm bringing like no knowledge to this. <laughs> And so she's been gracious to bring me along. And that's why I have learned so much. Um, but I have gotten value from this. Nice. And so I would say to those who are watching the video on YouTube, if you are listening to the podcast and you have gotten value from this podcast, then a real quick way to say thank you to, to Lindsay is to share this podcast with somebody, just send the link or an even easier way to do it. It won't even take you 15 seconds. If you're on YouTube, you hit subscribe, you leave a comment about your thoughts. And if you're on Apple, you scroll down. And if you, again, if you found value, push the five-star button. And if you have an extra 10 seconds, you can write a, a quick review. So that is a quick and easy way to say, Thank you to Lindsay. Am I right on that? Yes, I really appreciate it. I appreciate all of our listeners and viewers yes. very much. And I think I told you the story about how I decided to ask you to come on with me. When I first started this podcast, and you'll remember, I did maybe eight episodes by myself. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I think they had valuable information, but 
in my opinion, not the most engaging. <laughs> you know, it is. I, I, I can say this in all honesty. It is hard yeah. to do this stuff by yourself. It is. I mean, it's there's one thing that this having this right here for you, YouTube listeners, you see for those listening on the podcast, I'm I'm gesturing towards the microphones we have when this gets in front of you. There's certain walls that just go yeah. up in your brain that are hard to hard to overcome. And there are people who do podcasts by themselves, and I continue to be amazed. People who do radio shows by themselves. I am just amazed by the the ability to do that. It is it is hard to do it to do it, it by is. yourself. It absolutely is. Yes. It's, it's very and when you think about, you know, just your normal course of your day, how often you sit there and talk for straight 10, 15 minutes mm-hmm. or longer. Yeah. You don't usually do that. It's not yeah. really natural to just have that con- that long period of flow where you yeah. articulate a single topic. Right. Um, it's not easy. So Well, and, and I think one of the things too about having having the co-host, one one value I hope I bring to this is like I said, I'm coming with you know, next to, to no knowledge on a lot of this stuff. And so what I'm hoping that I'm able to do is, Lindsay, you've been doing this for a long time. You know what you're talking about. And so I hope that I'm able to bring some stuff out that yeah. that the, you know, the, the novice like me is, y- you may say a phrase or touch on something and I go, whoa, hold on a second. Like, I don't know what that means and can provide value in that as well. So there's there is that value too, um, and I hope the the listeners, the viewers, get that as well by having someone like me who comes in using our you know our aquarium yes, here. As we here's here's Lindsay the bluefish, <laughs> and then on this bookkeeping accounting type stuff, I'm the redfish upside down, <laughs> head into the rocks, trying to figure out what I'm doing. So I hope I hope my redfish. Uh, to name the bluefish and the redfish so we don't have to keep talking about yeah, red and bluefish. <laughs> I think we do. You know what? Come back to the podcast next week and we're going <laughs> to unveil the names of the of the podcast mascots. And if you're just listening, you need to get to you need to get to YouTube so you can see the the the, the video of our fish in this little aquarium Which here. It all started with our episode about presenting your business when we talked about the aquarium. Yes. And Chris was nice enough to buy me these Toy fish. <laughs> I'm sorry, I bought the one with the dud, the red fish. I, if I would have known, I would have gone to something else. I may have got you like the table, the table golf. If I knew that one fish was going to be stuck upside down, I feel like it's going to offer us a lot of um, analogies. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> if nothing else, I hope that that my butchered uh, purchase here is for the betterment of the listeners. And if it is, then I'm good with it. I'm okay with it. Yes. Well, thank you so much for joining me again. How can people find you if they'd like to have a podcast? Yes, check us out, freedonation.live. Lots of information on there. If you just want to have a, a free consultation, you can schedule that. You can book that right there online. Or if you just want to reach out to me with any questions, any questions at all, Chris, K-R-I-S, at freedonation.live. How can people find you? So I'm at info at com. if you'd like to email me. And our website is com. S-A-K-L-I-N-E.com. And there's links on our website to all of the podcast platforms, Apple, Google, Spotify, and YouTube. You can find all those links on our website. And if you'd like to call, our Dallas office is 214 214- 
396-5020. And I still have not memorized the San Antonio number, but it's on our website. And if you're watching on YouTube, you can see it right here at the bottom of the screen. And if you're listening to the podcast, that's number's going to be in the show notes as well. Yes. Thank you so much, everyone. Until next time, have a great week, everyone. By the Books is presented by Secline. Honest, accurate bookkeeping performed on time. For more information on Secline services or to get a hold of Lindsay, visit secline.com or email info at secline.com. The information provided on this website and podcast does not and is not intended to constitute legal advice. Instead, all information, content, and materials available are for general information purposes only. Information provided by Secline may not constitute the most up-to-date legal or other information. Listeners should contact their attorney to obtain advice with respect to any particular legal matter and should refrain from acting on the basis of this information without first seeking legal advice from counsel in the relevant jurisdiction. Only your individual attorney can provide assurances that the information contained herein and your interpretation of it is applicable or appropriate to your particular situation.